Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. It's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube before floor, an hour before every game. Post up five hours as soon as the game ends. And, of course, the rest of our content. A lot of people complaining that the local outlets don't cover the Florida Panthers, who are the best team in the NHL right now. We do. We do. Okay. I know one of the local newspapers doesn't even send a writer out there. We've got numerous streaming shows, so check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com, where you can get the latest content without a paywall and the latest from Brady Hawk. He's going to be on the episode with us today, so a lot of the stories we're talking about, that's where you find them. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. includes our friends over at EverythingTradeShows.com. Go to EverythingTradeShows.com. If your company is going back to trade shows, you're trying to get back out in front of people. We know during COVID that was very difficult. They're the place to go. They're based right here in Fort Lauderdale, off of Las Olas, but they service all 50 states. Schedule a free consultation with them. But also, if you mention five reasons, you'll get a free booth rendering. So go to everythingtradeshows.com. They'll help you with everything, the logistics, the booth, the graphics, the furniture, the flooring, even some tips to get you noticed. Reach out to Chris and everybody else there. Here's the phone number, 954-791-8882. It's 954-791-8882. But just check out the site. It's everythingtradeshows.com. And now, today's episode. Down the uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Make sure that you check out our episodes we did last week, including a sit-down with Caleb Martin, the Miami Heat's Red Bull. Uh, It was a lot of fun, Brady and Alex and I did that with him. Greg Sylvander's in with Brady and I tonight. You can follow Greg at Greg Sylvander, you can follow Brady at BradyHawk305. The floor plan is Bam Adebayo and just Bam Adebayo tonight. That's what we're talking about, the imminent return of Bam. He's been upgraded to questionable on the injury report. Kyle Lowry is out for personal reasons. We'll touch on that briefly, but we're going to talk mostly about Bam tonight. Brady's appearances here are brought to you by our friend Eric Rubenstein. Eric Rubenstein is the personal injury attorney that you want to reach out to. He's local. He's from South Florida. He went to St. Thomas University. He was he was magna cum laude in his law school. Really bright guy and also a huge Miami sports fan. You'll see him at all the heat games as well. Reach out to 954-829-ERIC. That's 954-829-ERIC or an Instagram you can find him there as well. I got to find the handle. Eric's going to be mad at me. He changed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll go to that in a second. 
E-R-I-C. And I promise by the end of the episode, I remember what he changed it to. All right, here we go. Bam Adebayo is back for the Miami Heat, or at least we believe he is. Uh, the timeline here, it turned out to be six weeks from the surgery, seven weeks from the injury if he's back on Monday night, which is a little bit longer than ESPN had it, but a little bit shorter than our projections when the injury first happened. We thought it could be eight to 12 weeks. Bam's a fast healer. This is good for everybody involved. We're going to break this down from a number of different perspectives tonight, but pretty much asking this question, what are you most anxious to see? with Bam coming back. So we're going to turn this over to Brady first because you just did a video on this that you can find on the YouTube channel. But from a scheme perspective, let's start here, Brady. What is it that Bam brings and what what are the adjustments maybe that he's going to have to make to this Heat team as it has evolved in his absence and that the Heat are going to have to make to him? Yeah, I think when you're obviously talking about a guy as talented as Bam uh, and you're talking about Shredin, that basically stepped in like Dwayne Dedman, like Omer Yurtz have been, uh, both these guys are just totally different bigs that you have to go into totally different schemes. We've seen them offensively turn the keys over to Kyle Lowry, obviously a lot more PJ Tucker, a lot more, which we didn't really expect early on. Uh, but starting with defensively, I think the main thing is we've seen so much switching with, with Bam. We've seen him. Uh, I think fans have picked out the, the negatives more than the positives with it because you see Bam lock up guards, but obviously the guard ends up on the big down low and it leads to easy buckets. Uh, but you've seen their defense actually, as of late, it's been up and down, but most of the part, it's been decent and it's been run by Omer Yurt's been starting and he's been blitzing a ton. He's been dropping a ton. And I think what that says to me is that when you have a guy as, as broadly talented defensively as Bama Adebayo, you cannot stay stagnant in one defensive scheme. Uh, he's talented to play in both drop blitzing and switching. And I think that's the key here. We've seen Spo go constantly and switch from so many different schemes that there's no need to go into one thing. Uh, when you have a guy like Omer, who's able to trap somebody at the half court line and recover from time to time and make those rotations, you have a pretty sound positional group to kind of make those rotations. Bam's going to make those, those rotations and back down to the big, probably double the speed of Omer Yurtsman as we've seen. So I think that's the biggest thing uh, defensively, but offensively, I think is where we're going to see the biggest adjustments as a whole. Like I just said before, P.J. Tucker was kind of the big one right there where he kind of stepped up in that area. Uh, but I was kind of thinking about it today when I was looking over some BAM things and seeing him kind of operating as the roller and kind of hitting the mid-range jumper. They That has been the biggest void over the past month and a half, basically. If you think about this team, uh, Dwayne Dedman, all the bigs, let's look at the front court, Dwayne Dedman, Omer Yurtsman, uh, P.J. Tucker, all of these guys are not rolling mid-range threats. Obviously, P.J.'s picked up on the floater, but that's not a mid-range jumper pull-up. No big on this team has had that. Even if Caleb Martin has played the four, he's not a true mid-range threat. So you're talking about one guy and one guy only. I think the only other one was Markeith Morris. And by the way, he has not played uh, in quite some time. So they have not had that type of thing. And obviously the numbers actually came along with it. I got shout out to Gad because he put in his latest article, the mid-range numbers went from 15 to 10.5, which is a major drop-off. And I think that's the code aligns with what you're seeing in the film, that there's not as much of that. Kyle's not feeding it uh, a big in the pocket because there's no need to, because that guy's not a threat there. Uh, so I think that's going to be the biggest thing offensively. We've seen a lot of mid post play. I think Bam picks back up with that and probably splits uh, kind of the things that Jimmy has done. And I think Jimmy kind of goes back down a little bit, kind of half way with the, with the reps there. But I think the biggest things I said before is just the mid range. We, I think that number shoots right back up immediately. Like I said, uh, 
in that video, I think probably the majority of his, his shots in the return are from that mid range. Like, I think they're going to want to get back to that immediately. Uh, the interesting thing is, do they go completely back to what they were doing before or do they do a lot of the schemes that they're running now? I think it'll be a mixture of both, uh, but it's kind of hard to totally change things on these other guys that have been playing for the past month and a half and kind of go back to things that they have not really been working on. But obviously, Bam can plug into most systems. And as we're going to talk about a little bit later, it just comes down to aggression. So, Greg, I mean, this is the surprise, right? Like when Bam went out, I, I think we anticipated that where they would miss him the most would be on defense because of how much the, their defensive system is built on his ability. That's a rare ability that, that very few players around the league have, which is he can get out to the three point line. He can make it difficult on go- pretty much, you know, one through five. Uh, but especially guards out there. We talk about the BAM lesson, right? Which everybody has to learn that if you're a perimeter player, you're not getting by him. I mean, that's pretty much the way that it goes. I know that some of the soft switching frustrates people uh, when BAM's out there and some of the things that Eric has done with him. But it did turn out in some ways to be the offense. And yet, even as Brady's talking about them not having the mid-range game there as much, they had like the top offensive rating in the league without both Jimmy and Bam together and actually one of the weird numbers of this season is that Jimmy and Bam together have not been good like I I mean they've been they're basically flat okay this year they've had a lot better two-man combination so so I'll ask you this offensive before we get to your thing I want to I want to piggyback here on Brady's on the scheme side is it more the offense or more the defense that's missed him and, and will elevate with his return oh the defense no doubt um the offense I think to get where the Heat ultimately wants to get, it's going to need to be both. But immediately, they are going to uh, feel his impact and be very happy that he's back on the defensive side first. I think that the offensive side, I expect Spolstra to actually really gradually integrate Bam back into these things, get him in the spots where he can do some easy stuff. But ultimately, um, I don't think that he's going to look to completely flip this this entire team on its ear in terms of like what they've been doing. So it'll be gradually getting him into those spots and feeding him more and more. I could be totally wrong. He can come out no ceiling and just, you know, dominate, but I just have a feeling that, that, that they would be more apt to expand the defensive repertoire before going to the offensive side of it. So for me, it's just that versatility. Um, I'm going to save the couple things that I really am keying in on because they kind of actually, um, are connected to some of this conversation, but for me, it's 100% the defense, but come playoff time, they need Bam Adebayo to be scoring Bam Adebayo as well, because we've seen that that's just a a crucial element to them actually reaching, um, you know, like that contender contender status. Yeah, I'm, we're going to touch on those things in a second here after the break. Uh, But what I want to focus on, I, I do think it's more the defense, even though maybe statistically doesn't show it. Uh, it just, it, they, they become a different kind of monster, particularly at certain point, points of the game, if they have his ability to switch out. We saw even uh, with Yurt and, you know, as well as he's played and as well as he's rebound, that defensively there is a liability there at times. You eliminate that liability. Um, he's fleeter of foot than Deadman, who is always in the right place. Um, but the, the Heat have managed to be really tremendous uh, in terms of not allowing points in the paint but it's not about shot blocking with this team. It's about they, they don't allow you to get there. And then they lead the league by far and charges taken. Um, Bam is not an elite shot blocker, regardless of the, the shot block against Tatum that everybody remembers. It's not really his game, 
but he creates more and more havoc for teams to get in there anyway, just because of his foot speed, his quickness, his ability uh, to, again, get from one defense, one offensive player to the next in a flash. I think it's more on defense that we're going to say, wow, we missed that guy. Like, I, I feel like that's going to be immediate. I also think that's the first thing that's going to come back for him. It's the most natural for him. It's where he feels most comfortable and he's going to hit the ground running there. Like, absolutely. Okay. The offense, I think, is where Greg and I are going to go here in the next two segments of this. And that is where I think there's going to be a little bit more of an adjustment period for the team and for him in terms of what's been going on. Before we get to that, though, I do want to mention, because I found it, personal injury attorney, okay? Medical malpractice or anything else along those lines, car accident here. And not only is it 954-829-ERIC for Eric Rubenstein, but... His Instagram handle is ask about me. I got you. How did I forget that? Ask about me. I got you. And you'll find Eric on Instagram. Also want to tell you before we get to Greg's thing here, when I mentioned prizepicks.com, we always do. We hope you were playing it here during the NFL playoffs. There's another game on Monday night. Uh, so you can check that one out as well. Hopefully the officials don't get in the way on that one. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the code five F I V E. Get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred bucks. I put down a hundred bucks. They'll match it. They'll give you a hundred to play with. You don't need to play it all at once. This is the official fantasy partner of the five reasons sports network. And again, use that code F I V E to get your initial deposit matched. All right, let's get to yours, Greg. What are you most uh, interested to see? Okay. So I have two because you know, I can never only have one of something. One is this, um, but I'll be very quick with it because it's not the main thing, but um, so I'll keep the main thing. The main thing, shout out Riles. Uh, It is PJ Tucker needs a break y'all. And let me uh, show you something that has more explanatory power in that regard. In the six games in October, he averaged 26 minutes a game, 15 games in November, 28 minutes a game. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Uh, it's 10 games in December, 28 and a half minutes a game. You guys notice the trend here, six games in January, 30 and a half minutes a game. I'm looking for that to actually go in the opposite direction and they need to, um, I'm looking forward to bam being back and PJ not having to be the only one who can show hard and, and get back, uh, to their guy on some of those, uh, you know, blitz. And then, you know, you get back to your man, like that kind of stuff. P, no, nobody else but PJ and Bam can really do that stuff the way that they do it. But that's not the main thing for me. This is the last chance Duncan Robinson has to salvage this season. The most comfortable thing that he does is the dribble handoff with Bam Adebayo. And I'm hoping that the return of Bam Adebayo it spearheads, uh, injects life into whatever cliche phrase you want to put against it. I hope that it makes Duncan Robinson save his season because I don't know of any other thing, like any other lever we can pull or point to or position he could be put in or lineup switch that could be made or combo of players that would work the dribble handoff. We wanted to see less of it. We wanted to see them rely on it less. They have, 
How about let's go back to it and hope that Duncan regains form. That's what I'm looking for. Brady, do you see that happening? And I ask this because one of the things that we brought up last year was that Eric Spolster became too reliant upon this. That, um, And one of my frustrations, and it's going to get into what we talk about with what I want to see, is that it became about Bam getting Duncan open instead of about Duncan freeing Bam. Right. Like, and, and I understand there's a little of both that plays into it and Duncan's gravity, but it seemed like Bam, and I, I'm trying not to give away too much here, but it did seem like Bam took it as his, like, his, his primary duty on the court offensively was to get Duncan Robinson shots. Okay. Which is a noble goal when you have an elite three point shooter, <laughs> but it, it ultimately does not give you the ceiling, as we like to speak of, that you want when you have a max player who is basically deferring to a three-point specialist. Do you see that changing? I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about mindset. I think everybody knows where I'm going here. But just from Spolstra's perspective and from a scheme perspective, do, do you think we're going to see the heavy dose of dribble handoffs with Bam and Duncan that we saw before? Well, I do want to say first, to Greg's point, uh, this is Duncan's major opportunity. And I think there's a couple of reasons why the main thing is Bam Adebayo returning. The other thing is Kyle Lowry being out. And I think the reason that's important is he can be the base of an offense and he can be the main dribble handoff guy again. And I feel like the reason, not that Kyle and Duncan is not a good pairing. It's because they actually don't have a point guard right now, a true point guard in Kyle Lowry that they can actually make that the main thing, continue to go in that route. And it's the reason why it was so effective last season when they did not have a true point guard. So I think that is where an opportunity rises. I do think they probably do stick with Struce just because it just feels like the way they're going to go. But I, it would not shock me if they do go to Duncan, not just because of the BAM thing, but also because of the Kyle thing. But talking about this schematic specifically, uh, you, you mentioned that it was more about Duncan trying to free, free Bam after that. I think at this point, it was kind of Duncan was the hot guy and they were trying to get Bam going. I think this is a switch of a roles a little bit. Like this feels like now it's going to be Bam trying to figure out ways to get Duncan going. We know what Bam is at this point. He's going to try to go up slowly and try to work his way in. But it feels like working your way in is the perfect way to kind of start it out is by running handoffs, by being the simple role guy, by setting screens. That just seems like the perfect role. Uh, they're going to stagger things anyway, especially, by the way, without Kyle. Bam and Jimmy are going to be staggered. So even if Duncan doesn't start, it, it's probably they'll probably work it out that Duncan and Bam are probably on the floor most of the time that Duncan's out there. Uh, but I do think we're going to see a lot of that. I think uh, going back a little bit to the scheme I, with Omer has been doing a lot of stuff on the strong side and playmaking uh, to the weak side. They put four guys on the weak side. And it always leads to an open cutter. And I've been talking about that, how it's been Omer kind of just making the easy read. In the video I posted earlier, it was a lot of Bam doing the same thing, but it was always him making the complex read where it was, wasn't the open cutter. It was him waiting for the guy to drop down, and then he hits the skip pass to the opposite corner. That guy, will, most of the time, will probably be Duncan Robinson. It's go, They're going to send guys like Tyler and guys like Struess or guys like Gabe inside the lane for cuts, and that's going to be where he excels. So I think this is a perfect opportunity. I don't know if he's going to start it. I don't think it really matters. I think he just has to find a way to get going. But Bam is the perfect piece to do that, and I feel like, that is going to be coming into this game. I feel like they're going to come in and say, let's get Duncan Robinson going at some point. Like we're going to go through a point this last game. I felt like there were points in the game where I didn't even notice Duncan was on the floor. Like Oh, for eight is not a big deal. Like getting the shots up. I'm still okay with it. Like that is not a big deal whatsoever when you're that type of shooter, but you can't go through points where you're not touching the ball from three possessions in a row. That's where the issue is. 
And when Bam returns, there's not going to be points in the game where Duncan doesn't touch the ball for three possessions straight. Do we do we all before we move on to mine? Do we all think Gabe starts? Yeah, tomorrow yes. night. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wait, wait, and, wait, wait. Who the hell else is going to guard a FVV? True. And by the way, I do want to say I put it earlier. If the starting lineup that we would expect with uh, Gabe, Vincent, Struess, Jimmy, PJ, Bam, they played one minute together this season, so that'll be the starting lineup tomorrow. It'd be something if he started Omer and brought Bam off the bench. I mean, that ha- I don't think he's going to do that, but that has been the pattern here, right? With the exception of Jimmy. So I and guess it's even Zoe came of off the also. bench when he came back. Uh, right. I mean, I mean, I'm taking him way back. I'm sure. No, I'm way back. Back. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't stun me if, uh, if if he did that. I don't think he will. I think it'll be Bam. But but he has done this thing where he's he's waited a couple of games to get somebody back in line. I'll just say this. OK, I get what you're saying about how the, the default position here is for Bam to try to get Duncan shots. And, and I'm of the mind that Duncan should probably start to give him this last opportunity with Bam. But I can tell you that if that's the direction that this goes and Duncan doesn't make shots and Bam is not aggressive as a result of this fire to the timeline. Okay. I mean, it is going to be, I mean, that is the worst case scenario here because then it becomes, what are you doing? Like, I mean, seriously, like you've got your max guy who's coming back. How much focus can be on someone who's been in his own head the whole season on getting him back. I don't think they stay with that long. I think, again, I think this is, this is going to be a short period of time to Duncan to show that he can, that he fits better with Bam and Jimmy and that he can become part of that core again of the starting lineup. But I don't think that this is like a three, a three week experiment. I, I think this is a week or two at the three most game. Uh, yeah. Against, against some weaker competition. And you kind of see where well, Toronto's not weaker competition right now. They're playing pretty well. Actually. I, that was one of the picks I got right before the season. I thought they'd be a plus 500 team, even, even after losing Lowry. And it looks like they're going to be all right. We're going to get to mine here in a second. Before we do, you want to get yourself in shape. You want to do it at a place that they're actually going to work with you instead of just telling you what corporate tells you, tells them that they should sell you. Check out Intense Nutrition. They're based in Coral Springs. They've got everything for you there. They've got the pre and post workout stuff. They got the Intense Cleanse and Detox. You can check it out on their Instagram page at Intense Nutrition. See, that one's easy to remember. And they'll help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in 10 days. Also, again, they can help you whether you're a budding athlete or you just want to fight cold and flu. They got everything there, including the protein. But I can tell you that everything but the protein in the store, if you mention five reasons, you're going to get 20% off everything but protein. They got superior quality, superior service. They're based right there in Coral Springs, 2540 North University Drive. That's in Coral Springs in Northwest Broward. The phone number is 954 775 0257. That's 954 775 0257. But just check them out on IG. Again, it's intense nutrition. They've also got a Facebook page with that same name. All right. So you guys have gotten into a scheme. Um, you got a little bit of the Duncan Robinson conversation, which we seem to be having on every show, but I think it's particularly relevant on this one. To me, this is about one thing. Okay. What does BAM want to be? That, that's what this is all about right now. Okay. He can slide right back into a team that looks like a contender and looked like a contender without him, which is not something that we anticipated. He can slide right in. He can do what he does defensively. He can be a relief option, right? He can give you certain pockets of time where maybe he carries the offense a little bit, do those things. Okay. And if he does those things, like nobody should be screaming about it because I mean, he's a very important player on this team. And yes, I would max him out every single time, but, if he wants to be more, okay, 
He's got to look at what's happened without him. And instead of saying, I don't need to do as much because these guys have played really well without me and say, look what they're doing with less talent than me. Look what Yurt is doing in terms of getting his touches and going to the rim, not standing there and waiting for someone to circle around on a dribble handoff, not turning his back to the basket like he did against Brooke Lopez last year, but getting it and going, being quick about it. Okay. This is the next step in the evolution. This is so he doesn't plateau, right? The, I understand what Eric Spolstra says about how we expect too much and all the rest of this and Bam is doing what we want, but we all know, okay, that this is not for the heat to win a championship. This is not about Bam being a top 25 player in the league. He is already. He's done that. He's won a skills competition. He's been an all-star. He probably should have been an all-star last year. He should have been defensive player of the year last year, in my opinion. Okay. All of that stuff can be true. And you can still say he is capable of more. And the only person who is getting in his way is him. That's it. And it's not because of work ethic. He has it. It's not because of his attitude. His teammates love him. Okay. None of that. It's just because this is a team of alphas. Okay. And Bam needs a little bit more of that. He needs a little more of that. Caleb Martin goes on the court. He's a two-way player. Two-way player. He goes out on the court and he thinks he's the best damn player on the court during the time he's out there. His confidence came across in the podcast he did with us. Gabe Vincent is on the court. He's taking big fourth quarter shots. Hasn't played in four games. He's going to take those shots, right? Max Struess shoots the minute he comes into the game. They have alpha role players. They can't have a beta star. All right? That has got to change this time around. He's had time to watch. He's had time to see what his teammates have accomplished without him. And now is the time to go because that's what Jimmy and Kyle need. Ultimately, when the two of them are out there with him, we've only seen 14 games of this this season. They're nine and five. You know what? Their record is virtually the same on a percentage basis without the three of them playing together that it is with the three of them playing together. This team is not going to win a championship winning nine out of every 14. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than that to carry them to the type of seed that they want to have going into the postseason. It cannot be, as Greg said, you cannot be relying upon PJ Tucker to carry them there. You want PJ to be carried there so he can make the important plays in the playoffs when it matters. Right. But it's Dan. I, I can't even interject here because you are killing it. Like this is exactly the moment that I think um, Bam has a beautiful opportunity right here. Uh, like I often think about this and this may be for another day, but Ethan, do you think that there's ever going to be a day where similar to the way that Dwayne and LeBron sat down and Dwayne said, you got to take this thing. Do you think Jimmy's ever going to have to sit down with Bam and have that same conversation? I think Jimmy's had it. And I don't know that it's necessarily happened behind the scenes directly, but I think it's been through Jimmy's words to the media. And again, the other day after the game, post game uh, conversation with Millman. So Bam is our best player. Bam is our best player. Jimmy's saying it, Bam. Be it. It's just that simple to me. This is the opportunity. We can talk about getting Duncan Robinson going and that would help. And we can talk about, you know, Max and Caleb and Gabe continuing to play the way they've played in O'Mare and all the rest of this and Lowry and Tucker staying healthy. 
This team is not winning a championship unless Bam Adebayo plays like a top 10 player, and he is absolutely freaking capable of that. So let's see it. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.